0: LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated US-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at lifelock.com/aware. Terms apply.
1: All right, it's our uh, fun moment every Monday where we get to uh, talk to somebody who is uh, very proud of being forklift certified. It is uh, <laughs> Jake Bigelow, our contributing writer for Husker's Illustrated, host of the uh, Stretch Big Pod. You can follow him on Twitter at Jacob A Bigelow. Good morning.
2: Good morning. I appreciate all the all the plugs there, including for being Forklift Certified from one of my jobs I had in college. But no, I, I appreciate all the plugs. Are hey.
3: you still certified?
2: Um, I probably would have to renew that okay. thing. It's uh, been a few years.
3: At but, least a uh, written test.
2: Wasn't. Yeah, at least uh, at least a written. Okay. You know, uh, re uh, <laughs> re familiarize myself yeah. with uh, with uh, all the all the ins and
3: outs. Did
1: you just knock on wood? I think
3: he did. I, did. I think he's looking oh, to, he's okay. looking to get, uh, make sure w- that test is going to
1: w- go I was, good. I was making sure that nothing fell in your house. No,
2: no, 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 no. Nothing fell. Okay. That, was me. that was me knocking.
1: Hey, so this is a little bit of a rant by me, but I, I want to pass this out so it becomes a rant by you if you're following what I'm putting down. It has a little bit to do with Saturday night and two Bellevue West kids who are really, really good does it seem to you, we, we, and it's not just a basketball thing, maybe, maybe it's more of a basketball thing, but we have so many talented athletes, high school athletes, that go elsewhere because maybe they wanted to get away from home, there wasn't the right fit to stay and, and play in-state. But why do we get more excited about the in-state player that goes elsewhere, out-of-state, then the in-state player that stays home and plays for Omaha, Nebraska, or Creighton. I could be completely off. I, it just, it's something I thought about for a while. Maybe I'm just reading situations differently. I, I I just have to throw it out there and see what you think.
2: No, I can I can definitely say there have been some examples of that over the years. I think people. People people enjoy either uh, storyline, you know, the storyline of the hometown kid playing for an in-state team, or someone who went elsewhere coming back and maybe sticking it to one of the uh, in-state teams. People get a kick out of that as well. Um, uh, this is a it's a supportive basketball community. Uh, they support people support Nebraska kids wherever they end up. But I, I would agree that there is. Uh, there are two sides to it, but people do enjoy uh, either side of that story.
1: Is this more a basketball thing than a football thing?
2: Um, I think it's I, it seems more prevalent in basketball for sure. Um, in my opinion, um, I think there's also been more examples of local local kids going uh, going elsewhere recently. I mean, not just in you know the la- I mean, in the last. Five six years. I mean, I can think of a handful of guys that were were really good. You know, they were really good high school players too, but may not have been right for you know a power conference team out of high school. And some of them um, transferred up there now, but they went elsewhere. Um, you know, they went to smaller schools elsewhere, and you know their path didn't cross with any of the in-state schools. But there's still still people yeah. keeping tabs and being supportive. So
1: so there's two guys in particular. And and he gets celebrated because I mean they both get celebrated, but maybe I want more. But you never hear people say, "Well, hey, you know, Baylor Shireman's a Nebraska kid; he's he's from Aurora." Or Frankie Fiddler is from Bellevue West. Okay, they're both playing at in-state schools, and they're playing really really well, and they're moving up the charts all time in their respective program history. I just don't think we get enough like love for the kid that says, "Man, I'm staying home to play."
2: Yeah, no, I I I can't. You know, in Baylor's situation, he
1: went away and then came back, but. But you get what I mean.
2: Yeah, saying. yeah. No, I totally get what you're saying, and they're both having really, really outstanding seasons, and they're both really, really good, uh, good dudes too. And you know, to see them, you know, thriving and you know, both have it happening in the same city, yeah, you know, just a couple miles apart. Um, it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty cool to see, at least for me, being a basketball dork of the highest order. So,
3: well, and, and Jacob, kind of jumping off from that to the the overall sort of Nebraska profile now for an in-state kid who's looking at it I mean you look at these last two years where we've seen a little bit more of a culture kind of built up with Fred if this team does go to the NCAA tournament where it, it, I mean it's at least where it's trending right now which is obviously a good thing how much of the the Nebraska the overall Nebraska in-state profile how much has that improved in your opinion
2: oh I mean from where it was at just a mere couple years ago, yeah. I think it's come, come a ways and that's, you know, locally, that's a lot in part due to Nate Lenzer. Um, Nate Lenzer's done a lot, um, you know, building relationships with coaches and, and players in Omaha and Lincoln and, you know, around the state. And then it helps that the product on the court, these last two years has been, has been pretty fun to watch. And it's, you know, featured, featured some local kids as well with, you know, Sam Greasel, playing the role he played last year and Josiah Alec this year in a role that, you know, isn't, you know, as front and center as we saw with Sam. And, you know, even, you know, Sam Hoiberg didn't, you know, grow up here, but he played a couple of years at, at Pius X and he's getting, getting legitimate minutes on a, on a Big Ten team. And, you know, those are things you can point to, you know, on top of the, you know, work that's already been done, you know, improving the relationships locally.
1: Hey, so this is, and to wrap this up, so... Let me just do a little rapid fire. If Amari Bynum goes out of state, like people are really, really excited because that's cool. Because a Omaha kid went to, let's say, another Power Six school. Would he get more attention for going out of state or staying in state to play in Lincoln or Omaha?
2: I think staying in state, um, unless unless you know the the Iowa State legacy thing with him. You know, if he wound up in Ames like his dad, I think that would that would get. That would get a lot. That would that would be you know well supported too. But I think you know more attention would be um, with him if he wound up in Omaha or Lincoln. But then there's yeah, it's kind of a three horse. You know, it's it's pretty close between all three between staying local or maybe that Iowa State legacy.
1: And it could be the track. same thing up in Minnesota where Jackson McAndrew is coming to Creighton. He's gonna be a, he's gonna be a baller man. And then just like J- uh, Nick Jan- Janowski in Wisconsin, who's also going to be a baller, they're leaving state to come to this state and play one in red and the other in blue. All right, let's talk about the, the current Nebraska team. Before we talk about positives, can I ask you to put your doctor hat on? Mayor Joel brought this up on Twitter earlier in the show. Does Nebraska have a C.J. Wiltshire problem?
2: Uh, I mean, he's, he's definitely gone a little cold. Um, one of my favorite uh, Big Ten Twitter followers said that, you know, the – Rest of the Big Ten shut the water off for him. Um, <laughs> if you look at his box score uh, over the last couple games, but I mean that's you know unfor- it's an unfortunate uh, reality of you know some guys can be on hot streaks and then you know they they move up on scouting reports and you know they become more of a priority defensively and they they can you know go cold and I, I think that's what's happened uh, with CJ. I, I wouldn't say it, he's been a He's been a problem, but I know it's definitely a little different from the, the hot streak he was on. But I think that's in part due to, you know, law of averages. You, you know, shooting comes and goes and but shoot or shoot, regardless. Um, and also a uh, you know, a testament to you know the hot streak he was on, making him more of a you know, priority on, on some defensive scanner reports.
1: What, so one of so since the Wisconsin game, excuse me, Nick, one of fifteen from beyond the arc, mm-hmm. two for fifteen from beyond the arc. Uh, five of 23 at 22 in that Wisconsin game, 14 in the next four.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I knew that. I knew it was not a, not a pretty picture, but uh, I mean, they, uh, I mean, obviously you want to see, you know, something you want to see <laughs> some kind of production from your, your sixth man, your first guy off the bench. But uh, thankfully, you know, they, at least in these uh, couple home games, you know, it hasn't been uh, glaring, and it hasn't lit any, you know, any loss losses. So, I mean, they, obviously, the road game struggles are well documented, but you know, I I think that it's. I wouldn't say they they have a problem. They just have to, you know, get you know maybe draw something up to get them going. Okay, maybe, and, you know, yeah. find you know but you get you know. Give it, give it a diagnosis. You know, draw something. Draw, you know, if he's checking in, draw something up out of a timeout. Draw something. I don't know something, something along those lines. But I know, you know, I it, I know the numbers haven't looked like they did during that run. But I'm not, you know, after these last couple of games, I'm not thinking, man, C.J. Wilcher. That's not on my front brain at all.
3: Yeah, and I, I kind of agreed with you know what Joel was saying, where it maybe and the word was used maybe regression. And I think it's fair. He peaked obviously with that role, which I think has been so good, Jacob, in that Wisconsin game. And then now, when he comes off of a screen, there's a defender right there. It almost seems like he's spending more time with the basketball and trying to create I just is that in your opinion, is that kind of a product of? I don't even want to say frustration, but him trying to find a shot elsewhere than what he was getting really here in the first half of the season where he was coming off of screens, he was coming off of a pick, and he was getting some open looks. Now that's closing down on him, and so he's trying to create, which hasn't been his strength when he's been in Nebraska.
2: Yeah, no, I would agree with that. And, you know, it's... You know, you're, you're when you're in a when you're in a rut, you're obviously trying to find anything you can, and you know sometimes it just takes seeing one or maybe two go through to you know at least get your you know mentally feel like you're you know back on the right track. I would agree. He's been kind of you know looking to sometimes maybe do too much to find a shot, but I mean it's you know I think that. I think down the stretch here, you know, there's, there's some, you know, some matchups where I, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see him, you know, you know, I'm not saying he's going to come back to dropping 15 to 20, but, you know, he'll, he'll hit a couple here and there, you know, down the stretch, I think. So
1: with that said, as they hit the stretch where they got five games, they got three on the road, uh, Wednesday night at Assembly Hall, that Minnesota game next Sunday, late afternoon at PBA will be another big, I mean, they're all big for Nebraska in terms of staying in the tournament. So while yep. CJ has struggled over the last four, are we seeing the emergence that yeah, Rink Mass leads in points, rebounds, and assists? But this is at the end of the day, Jawan Gary's team.
2: That's what it feels like to me. Um, I you know I've been following you know I, I check i you know I'm full on you know in the in the the dork analytic websites and uh, I've been watching Jawan Gary's meteoric rise on Evan Miyakawa's Big Ten player rankings, um, just yeah. in terms of, you know, importance on both offense and defense. And he's, I think he's up into the top ten now in the, in the Big Ten, just on, you know, total, you know, importance to a team on, you know, both ends of the floor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I said it, you know, way early in the season, that he was probably the most important player on the team. And, you know, we're I think we're seeing that. <laughs> I think we're seeing that, and then some, and I, I, you know, I think, you know, down the stretch, you know, I'm, you know we're going to see some, I think we're going to see some more of it. I think, you know, it's Mast and Jawan, you know, playing through the post, playing through, you know, playing on the glass. You know, that's, those are the two most important pieces for this team down the stretch, in my opinion.
3: Hey, Fred mentioned this after the game on Saturday, and I want to get your thoughts. I, I know I kind of walk away from some Nebraska games Thinking about Bryce Williams as you know, kind of a streaky shooter, and maybe a guy that gives you some offense at times. You know, he's got some athleticism, but it's not always as consistent. But Fred's been quick to point out his defense here as of late, and especially in some certain matchups. That first game against Northwestern, not so much the second game against. You know how he and Sam defended Boo Booey. Do we do we not give him enough credit defensively? Is it is it more of like when we think of Bryce Williams, it's more about what he's putting up on the score sheet?
2: Yeah, I think some people are, you know, getting a little caught up in, in the stat line or you know the lack of you know sometimes the lack of aggressiveness on the offensive end. But I mean, he's been their go to guy, you know, to defend uh, lead star guards, you know, mm-hmm. in, for the last month or so, you know, he played against Boo really well that first game. You know, he was defending you know Bruce Thornton to start in that Ohio State game. I'm sure, you know, in the you know, a couple of these games down the stretch, he'll have, you know, when they go to Michigan at the end of the year, I'm sure he'll start off on Doug McDaniel. You know, he'll get the he'll draw those assignments, you know, because you know it's it's can be tough for him with you know his the size differential. You know, he's a bigger guy, but you know also you know match dependent that makes it pretty tough on a guard who's you know a little smaller than him. It's you know just very matchup dependent. But I think he's he's been pretty pretty good, you know, defensively. So
1: let's talk about uh, Wednesday night. Uh, it's a road game, so all things are out there for Nebraska. Yesterday, Indiana gets beat by Northwestern. They uh, should have uh, been given the L right away in those uniforms that they wore at home. Uh, but after the game, Woodson called Malik Reneau, his game, awful. This is the time of the year where that Masters commercial looks very, very appealing to a lot of people. <laughs> Masters commercial greater than... The commercial on CBS about the tournament about to begin. Because you start thinking about, hmm, Indiana's got some limitations. You know this. You know the program pretty well. You know uh, Coach Hunter. Uh, how do we feel about Wednesday night, Nebraska's road record, Assembly Hall, and an Indiana basketball team that has very much no lack of urgency? Or has a, yeah. lack, of, has a lack of urgency in games that they must win, Including what happened yesterday against Northwestern.
2: Yeah, I mean Indiana is in a really awkward. They're, in, I mean, there's no other way to say it. They're in a really awkward you know, spot right now with you know the whole situation surrounding that program. Um, you know they are, you know they're not on track to, they're not on, even on you know the wrong side of the bubble for the in-state tournament. This has been a very disappointing season for them, and I I'm, don't know what kind of atmosphere I'm expecting. You know, in Bloomington on Wednesday night, you know that's a, it's a weird, it's a weird place to play. It's a very unique place to play. Everything that goes into being the visiting team there, but atmosphere-wise, you know, it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be, gonna be interesting. I'm not expecting it to be anything too crazy with how the way this you know season has gone, but we saw. You know, obviously playing at you know night and day difference between playing at Pinnacle Bank Arena and playing on the road for this team. But I mean, Nebraska, you know, they handled Indiana. They handled Indiana here pretty well, and that was even you know when Cole Ware had a big game. Um, and you know, I think that that's still that's still you know the biggest thing that sticks out looking at Indiana is going to be that duo of Ware and Renault and. You know they'll they'll get whatever they'll they'll take whatever they can get from their guard play which is still you know suspect at best you know I think it's a you know it's it's a pretty you know it looks pretty favorable on uh, on paper and with everything surrounding Indiana but you know I'm you know we I will believe it when I see it with Nebraska on the road at this
3: well, point. yeah and Jacob you know thinking back to that game too I remember Ksey had a big night rank mast was okay but Again, with the height that they had inside, Nebraska was still able to be successful in kind of limiting the – I know they got out-rebounded, but it wasn't this wide margin. That
2: if you're looking at – The difference in that game – sorry, Nick. The difference in that game was turnovers. They forced like close to 15, maybe 7, 16 turnovers, I think. And that was all that Woodson talked about. His media availability after the game was – with turnover.
3: Yes, I think it was like it, and I'm looking at it right now. It was 19 to 8 uh turnovers between Indiana and, and Nebraska. But I, I the re- reason I bring up Mast is when we've seen Nebraska on the road struggle at times. Now not necessarily in the Illinois game, but at times we've seen Ring Mast have the issues. I don't I'm not saying Tomahawk needs to go off for another 28, but it who's who's the most important in this particular matchup? Who's the most important player to make sure that they're they're off and running early in this game? For Nebraska? Uh,
2: I think it's going to be probably probably Williams or, or Gary, in my opinion, just okay. looking at the matchups, because I think you probably will have Jawan start on Malik Renault, and then, you know, Bryce Williams. I don't really know who Indiana's going to have guard him or who, who he'll start on, because they're, yeah, they're backcourt, man. That's a tough, tough situation, but um I think it's going to be one of those two guys um you you know the Mass is obviously at a size disadvantage with with Ware but you know if, if he has another if he has another big game like he did in Lincoln but and you know everyone else is you know kind of doing what they've done most of the year for Indiana I like I like that for Nebraska you know Cole is going to do what he's going to do but you know everyone else you mm-hmm. know that's a huge gamble looking at the rest of that roster outside of him
1: uh... Yeah. They might be better with just wear being their only interior presence because I thought their pace was, and maybe it was a little bit yesterday they were trailing, but when they have their guards and it's just wear, you know, because they, they go a little, they get a little post centric lineup. When it's just wear, mm-hmm. I think yeah. they're better. All right. When we talk to you again on Monday, Nebraska will have gone what in two games? 2 and 0, 1 1, 0 2.
2: I will be the optimist. I'll say two and zero. I think that you know. I think they. I think they. I think they're going to win on Wednesday night and on Sunday. Uh, I think that you know. I I, this is the, the the as corny as it sounds. I feel like you know. I feel like Assembly Hall has been a place where you know it is been a turning point in a couple different seasons for Nebraska basketball. Oddly enough, they've had some big wins there. You know, even going back to 2014. That was one of the places mm-hmm. that they won on the road and yeah, you know, this team's in search of a road win and what better place to do it uh, than there. And then Sunday, you know, Minnesota, they're, you know, that's going to be there's going to be a lot of emphasis put on that game after how the first one went back mm-hmm. in December, but you know, all I'll say on you know the Minnesota Nebraska matchup is it brings about my mm-hmm. favorite stat that the last time Minnesota won in Lincoln, yep. it was at the Devaney Center, and their head coach was Tubby Smith, and Nebraska's <laughs> head coach was Doc Sadler. That's how long it's been Gosh, since Minnesota has won a basketball game in Lincoln, and I think Nebraska will be 2-0 when we talk a week from today.
1: All right. Uh, do you want to jump off the Mormon Bridge
2: 5-0? and uh no. Okay, we'll quite. talk next uh, week. Yeah, we'll take it week a week by at a time. week. By week um, week, at, week at a time.
1: Week All right. by week. All right, what what do we got coming up this week? What do we got what do we got on the podcast. What are we going to talk about on uh the, the uh, big stretch uh pot or the stretch
2: big pot. <laughs> I'm trying to reach out to uh get some get a guest on to uh talk about the Ohio state situation. Um he may be a former buckeye player from uh yesteryear i waiting to hear back from him I want to talk oh, about that's a hell of a tease Aaron craft hey, wow that, that leaves job. a
1: lot of open possibilities oh wow. all right
2: uh, uh, he's he's not on staff at butler but i will say that he's not on staff at butler there's a
1: couple god of i was looking Buckeyes forward to greg and jacob bigelow <laughs> chopping it up
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, waiting to hear back, talk about that opening, you know, where how it's perceived as a job nationally and in the Big Ten and then about, you know, their game yesterday and uh, that whole situation. And you know, we'll I'll talk a little IU and then you know talk a little, you know, we'll have two episodes this week. Open out of two per week the rest of the
1: season. All right. Well, I love you, man. Have a good
2: week. <laughs> Thanks, Gary.
1: <laughs> wow. He didn't, Whoa! He didn't love you back he didn't love me back wow did you you might have said it too early in the relationship i don't know we're 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 we're, he, we're texting up a storm here and he can't love me on the air when you say that i called, love you and, they, like ghosting. and someone
3: responds with thanks kind of. well, that tells you where that relationship's going and he, that's that was his response was thank you gary
1: yeah didn't,
3: didn't give it back yeah, yeah. Man, cool there, i had
1: a i had a relationship early on when i was in my <laughs> 20s i played that card way too early I didn't get reciprocal. I love oh, you. Yeah.
3: Then it's all downhill. And I was her. like,
1: oh, oh. and I, and I think I kind of said, I love you by mistake. Cause it was just natural. Right. I liked her. Uh, when you said it, what was happening at the um, time? No, no, no. We were just, uh, okay, okay. we had been like, like dating for like three months. Oh, okay. Yeah. I went way too early. It was mm-hmm. like premature. I love you. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I've been on the other end of that where it's been said to me and I, I'm like, whoa. Yeah, and it was I awkward. said, and I did say thank it's you like because I didn't know what to you're say. Inside the
1: we, we hung on for another like six weeks. But it got awkward after that, and she never said that back to me. Oh, yeah, I'm so sorry, I man. never said it back to her. Yeah, d- were you able to say, you know what? I can I take that back?
3: You know what I said no. last week? I it was just it, I don't know what I was thinking. I, I take that back. I, I said
1: I said off. Oh. Yeah. I said oh thanks. I recall one time. now it came out of my mouth and I was like, oh no, please. You didn't uh, hear that. You left the, the change
3: uh, up nice and fat and high over the plate, didn't
1: Brooklyn you? Brooklyn Nets Need do not like Jack Vaughn. They have fired him. And his 21 and 33 start. They have been just brutal of late. So, Jack Vaughn is out. But he could lead a fast break. As you're
3: wearing the Kansas gear today, can we just celebrate the Jock Vaughn KU Days? He'll
1: be uh, back playing point guard along with uh, DeWan Harris uh, this weekend for uh, KU. I could use him. All right, Amy Just uh, joins us next on Mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 The Zone.
0: You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement.